on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, December 28th, the last show of 2023 is about to begin. Are you ready? Are you ready for 2024? It's been grabbing us. It's been pulling us by the throat forward into this new year, and we're finally going to turn that page. We're finally going to get to the next calendar page of 2024. Galaxy had some MLS draft stuff. We have some schedule stuff. There's rumor stuff. There's other stuff, all right? Lots of things to talk about. Lots of things to do. We're glad you could join us. To help us in all of our endeavors, we're glad to have him back. And it's actually a Thursday show for the first time in like forever. It's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer, Vieira. Welcome back, sir. We're back. We did it. We're <laughs> all the way back. We did it, Joe. The, the season, <laughs> we did it, Joe. The season's <laughs> behind us. We're ready to look at 2024. We can officially start saying that. It's been, I was looking at my, my notes. I think it's been since October since I was last on. So that's that's way too long uh, without being on a show. But, you know, I'm in my, my festive apparel still technically the holidays right we're in that dead zone that no man's I, land don't don't say that too loud around my house right now we are okay. in we are in deconstruction mode my wife has decided my son one has too many toys two as a result of her buying him too many toys uh and that we don't have the room the space the 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 the, the space necessary to live as a uh, as as a family and so the tree has come down um we are stripping the walls of anything christmas i mean I, I got I got a really good gift from my sister that's totally specific to the Guessman family because we're all obsessed. Okay. Have, did you ever see the Hallmark the Hallmark star little angels where you press the button and, and there's four little ones and they sing a little song but like they're individual. So if you just had one, it would work, right? But if you okay. get all four of them, they sing as a choir, right? So anyway, these things I'm go not for, familiar, but I rem- remember the Hallmark store being a thing, right? That, yeah, right. Black market sales of these angels, <laughs> like $300, $500. They sold for Beautiful. like $15 a piece at the time, right? So my sister somehow figured out how to get me a set. So I'm now arguing with That's, my wife saying, don't take those down. I just got them. Let's leave them up for a little bit. I don't, I think I'm going to lose that battle. Just letting you know. And, and my mother-in-law is coming in town, which is another reason I'm sure so, everything is happening. I'm just, yeah, fun times. Yeah. But the good news is you, you're, you're going to have to get to some point where you just learn to accept just the toys everywhere, which I'm sure you're used to. You've oh, been yeah. through this before, oh, yeah. but yeah, that, I feel like my, my son has every wrestler that's ever existed now, you know, since this is the year we got into wrestling right, and then right. my daughter with her slime. So th- that's not a good combo of things to yeah, have either. Cause slime. you're stepping on 
fingers and heads and the getting sticky stuff on the counter. So not a good time. But it sounds you know. it sounds less like a children's time and more like adult <laughs> yeah. time. More and more you talk about it. I'm I was just gonna saying. say, t- speaking of grabbing us by the throat and taking us into the season, was, let's get into the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> galaxy after dark. Here we go. COG after dark. Uh, we're in. I, I, we do have some news, and the thing is, things are happening, right? We are starting to see the rumors sort of pop up. We expected this week to be a little slow. It has been not slow, um, which is interesting in its in itself. I know people are like, what? I literally, <laughs> there's people in my timelines on Twitter and on Instagram and in the Discord. Why haven't they signed anybody yet? Why why haven't they made that? I was like, whoa, chill out. Calm down. We are just starting where we actually got real rumors. We now have, uh, I think I have two real rumors. You know, th- actually, no, three real rumors that yeah. we're actually tracking and that we're, we're paying attention to. Um, there's some that have popped up that we will talk about a little bit more. Uh, but the Galaxy released the schedule. Before we get to the schedule, just talking about the release itself with the video and everything that went. I, I personally, because I enjoy fun, um, I enjoyed the video and I thought it was a lot of the, I know yeah. lots of people have different things. I thought it was great and I laughed and I, and I, and there were that light, nice little like Easter eggs and East, each of them when you mm-hmm. paid it, you could watch that, that video three or four times and find something different in it. I think yeah. every, every little time. So I was a fan. It was a, it was a fun time. I think that's what it is when these schedules come out. A lot of different clubs have kind of, you know, different ways of doing it. I think the NFL is probably the king of this on schedule release day. They have different themes and they go different directions. So I kind of liked that it was, you know, the holiday theme. You know, we had a uh, Will Mistletoe uh, in the building kind of making all those things work. I like the little the subtle digs at uh, LAFC, you know, having the goat at the very beginning. You know, I know that's a bit of controversy, you know. <laughs> here and there but is it is you, it you have, should it you really be into it you lean into it it, it, it works okay it, it works for who you're playing and and you know <laughs> getting to have them at your stadium so i'm not mad at it i'm happy the way it worked out i thought it was a clever video uh and shout out to everyone who's getting on your tail for like have the galaxy sign anyone because i think this is the time uh you know right after christmas that you know the rumors do start to heat up so i think they're they're on schedule this is happening as it's supposed to be happening and then once the new year comes around, it'll be fast and furious. But yeah, I, I, I enjoy the video and I'm very much looking forward to the season. I have a little bit of some breaking news here, obviously. Breaking with, do, Hold on. Wait, with, wait, do, with, I do, have, have, do I have? I don't know if I have. Hold on. Give me one second. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. You're really building it up. Here. Not, well, I mean, I would like to like, let's see that. No. Oh, so you actually have to turn that on, I believe is how that works. Let's see if I can get that. Okay. Let's try that again. <laughs> Wow. I don't, Breaking news. I don't think they, that, yeah. I don't <laughs> that think that was, was it. I, I like the 80s riff there. The hammer will be in the building for the home opener. <laughs> oh, no. That was bad that was timing. reaction. No. Oh, wait, no. hold on. But Thank you. That's the applause okay, we're good. waiting for. Yeah. So I'm excited. I haven't been to Dignity Health Sports Park in about a year and a half. The kind of schedule lined up with my travel schedule and, you know, being able to, to land some tickets. So I'm excited. Going to be at the home opener February 25th to kind of be at the COG meetup. It's been been way too long since I've been there. Yeah, I I, was, I, I heard that a while over the break, and I very much divorced myself from most of the Galaxy stuff during the break because I like to actually recharge and do things. But um, I was I was hearing that some people in the Discord were like, "Man, we got to get a dis- we got to get the COG like pre gaming like going the whole day." So I don't. I'm sure we'll do something. Let's let's yeah. do something. Let's plan something. Why not? Uh, so we have that. So that's good. Well, good. I'm glad you also, by the way, just came back from an indoor soccer game. Like you sprinted to this night <laughs> yes. and and yeah. who, tell tell me about that, that real quick. That's that's my my mission statement. Support local soccer. It's why I was you know supporting the Galaxy and, and MLS and your hometown leagues and not supporting the leagues across 
you know, overseas. But obviously, that's a little bit trickier, you know, in the North Texas area. Having my roots already in Los Angeles, it's harder to support your local teams. But I, I, I'm diving into MASL, the Dallas Sidekicks. So I just got back from a Dallas Sidekicks game where they got their rear ends handed to them by the Milwaukee Wave. But indoor soccer, it's exciting. It's yeah. a fun time. You know, they got the music pumping. It's high pace, high scoring. You know, unfortunately, the, the Dallas team was on the the other end of it. You know, right, so right. that wasn't very exciting for the home team. But the kids had a good time. The wife had a good time. That's all. You- so you know, support support local soccer. Again, I'm shocked that you're made MASL is able to sustain a league and have players and <laughs> they, they know, people paid. show up and yeah. pay. It's, it's, it's incredible <laughs> that this is the thing. Yeah. Oh man. I know. I know. It's one of those, uh, one of those things that you sit there and you're like, you're like, how does this happen? I was, uh, whenever the Anaheim bolts were in town at the Anaheim convention center, uh, I was I was there and I went to some of those games. I was you talked. Did you ever go to the Anaheim Splash? Yes, yeah, Anaheim had, Splash. Had been to the I, Anaheim at, Splash at the pond. At the pond. Yep, had been there. Um, then they had then they went the Ontario Fury Way. I think for a little while there as well. So, um, however it is, it's I can't believe it's still around. All right, let's talk about some uh, some LA Galaxy news. Now we go into and let's take this in sort of chronological order. We go into MLS Super Draft, right? And how super is it? Just extra super. Um, the fact was that only the first round was going to be broadcast broadcast on uh, MLS uh, Live, right? No, so only the first lead round. In, apparently, yeah. yeah, yeah, apparently, I'm sure there was a long lead in, and then uh, the Galaxy didn't have a first round pick, so that wasn't real. So I don't, I didn't watch. I don't know that anybody <laughs> watched. And, and if you watch, you're a better person than me. Uh, <laughs> we did know the LA Galaxy had two second rounds, a third round in there, and so we were sort of okay. There's still three picks to come in. Well, before everything really got kicked off and rolling, the LA Galaxy traded their first, uh, I think their natural second round pick uh, to Atlanta, and in return they got the rights to uh, Miguel Berry, right? And we're back, baby. <laughs> And we're and, so back. And and people are like, what? What what is I mean, <laughs> listen, for for all that you wanted to see and all that you wanted to get from a super draft, this was about this is about as good as you were gonna get from might be better than a super draft pick. Here you have a guy who has eleven goals and three assists and seventy-five career regular season matches. Uh by the way, at the end of this, I'm gonna tell you why why none of that really means anything. But mm-hmm. let's pretend for a second that we're excited. Uh, <laughs> three assists in 75 uh, regular season matches played. Uh, he has 40 starts across four MLS seasons with the Columbus Crew, DC United, Atlanta United. Uh, the forward logged one goal and one assist in 27 appearances, 10 starts for Atlanta during the 2023 regular season. Uh, and in his rookie season with Columbus, Barry logged eight goals and two assists. That was sort of the, the one where everybody's like, oh, wait, no, maybe this guy is something, but really hasn't regained that form since, right? So uh, in that rookie season, uh, eight goals and two assists. Um, we can sort of look at some of those stats as well. Um, you know, uh, uh, more minutes basically than he played at any other place, uh, including Columbus, where he scored the eight goals and two assists uh, in Atlanta, 1,028 minutes, one goal, one assist, right? So <laughs> this is a guy, listen, what you're getting is a guy who has bounced around to multiple different teams who hasn't been able to really fi- find a home, but he has maybe all of the trappings of somebody who could be successful in Major League Soccer. Maybe it's a system problem. Maybe it's a motivation problem. Uh, if you look at his birthplace, Barcelona, Spain, don't think that that wasn't sort of taken into consideration whenever you have somebody like Ricky Puj on the team, that type of mm-hmm. thing. Think 6'3", 180. Don't think that his height, something the Galaxy have not had a bunch of outside yeah. of defenders, don't think that that wasn't taken into consideration. I'll tell you this. 
The Galaxy are now a team that goes out and scouts by what they're looking for. And so what they're looking for, they must have found something in Miguel Berry that said, let's take a flyer on him. Let's go ahead and test this out. Let's go ahead and see what we can do with this. And what we're going to, you know, ultimately, I don't think it's going to cost them a whole bunch of money. But here's the other thing. Uh, Barry in at $135,000 last year. Now, if you read the press release that says trade for the rights to Miguel Barry, mm-hmm. they were very clear about that. Now, ultimately, what that means is he's probably not eligible for free agency. Um, and so basically his contract may have been up. And so in order to get the player and be able to sign him, the LA Galaxy had to go out and get his rights. Um, the Galaxy with their... Uh, welcome Barry sort of thing uh, certainly seem like they're sw- yeah. like they're he, going to get to acquiring him. It wasn't like, yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe not, but it seems like possibly. Yeah. You don't, you don't make that post without, you know, the, the, the hint that it's most likely going to happen. Uh, um, I see it in the chat already that, you know, it's not the most sexy move in the world, it's, not it's the most not, exciting it's thing. Not, it's not supposed and, to be. And, and, and the, the one piece is, you know, those of us who liked Preston Judd and what he could bring and those flashes of what we could, you know, what he possibly could be seeing him shipped away to San Jose was a little bit of a bummer, but then you see someone like Barry come in to me. I feel like that's a very similar one for one, you know, comp only Barry has more goals given his history. Obviously one goal, (laughs) one assist with his time with Atlanta, not great, but probably similar to what Judd, uh, brought you. So I think it's almost kind of like a reverse to your point to what the galaxy are scouting. It's not bringing in a guy who has already produced, who's already over the hill and has already produced all that he can. And you're getting him on the back end. You're getting on someone who has potential, has shown flashes, and maybe you can turn him into something uh, that's going to be successful. That's kind of the positive uh, spin on it. Now I'll say this very similar to what I said uh, with a lot of the signings that kind of came in last season with them not having having the transfer restrictions and not being able to bring in players from overseas and the the type of player that they brought in, those are, those were not the type of players that you're winning an MLS cup was going to hinge on that. And I think that's probably why the, the fan base gets the lukewarm reaction to this is the galaxy's 2024 season is not going to hinge on Miguel bear. It's it's the, he's not going to make or break or make the difference. It's going to be a depth piece, maybe a third striker, depending on, on where it goes in. So that's why, okay. Not, not very exciting, but also it shouldn't be consequential given other pieces that are going to bring in. If the season starts and Barry is uh, in this That's, happened last season, you have Chicharito <laughs> injured and right. Douglas Costa injured and you have Preston Judd starting your first couple games, then that's an issue. If, if Barry is starting, you know, your games at the beginning of the season, that's a concern. But it looks like, you know, at least Jovalich is in front of him and that depth chart. It doesn't look like he's going to be the guy that you need to rely on. So you can't be too upset about it. I mean, if you're spending more than how much time have we spent on this right now? Like five minutes. If you spend more <laughs> this, than five minutes on this, this is, it's too much. This, this is, is his time to shine. December, <laughs> you know, 2023 is going to be the, you know, this is the most discussion right. that we're going to have about Miguel Berry for, for, for about next season. Now we get into uh, that literally turning the page. I don't think it deserves more than that. We will see and watch progression through this preseason to see if it warrants more talk. Right. Uh, very simply, uh, you know, also like supplemental roster guy, probably not one of your C 
senior roster guys. So you're not really even his <laughs> money doesn't even count against the salary cap, right? Those types of things. So uh, here you go. Ethan Brandt was the LA Galaxy second round pick after they went and got Barry uh, 46th overall pick from Western Michigan University. He's a goalkeeper. Uh, Brandt is a native of Torrance, California, joins the Galaxy after posting 10 shutouts and 73 saves in 25 career matches played from Western Michigan University 2021 to 23. During the 23 campaign, his first season as a full-time starter, Brandt recorded 10 shutouts, 73 saves, and held an 18-1-4 record as he helped lead the Broncos to the round of 16 of the 2023 NCAA tournament. Additionally, Brandt was named the 2023 Missouri Valley Conference Goalkeeper of the Year and earned first-team All-MVC honors. So Ethan Brandt, goalkeeper, 6'3", 185, born in Torrance, California, went to Western Michigan University. He's staying home, right? That's one of those, hey, I'm coming home. I'm going to stay close to everything. I say that because I think the LA Galaxy were smart in their picks, knowing that a lot for most draft picks, this is the highlight right here is us talking, yeah. not not specifically us, but people talking. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I wanted to be on Corner of the Galaxy. It's getting getting the draft, getting right. drafted by the L.A. Galaxy, yeah, getting drafted by the L.A. Galaxy. Yeah. This is that this is their highlight. Right. But you have a guy who is very much. I am from Torrance. I am from uh, I'm from where where they where they play. And whenever I don't make the team, I will have plenty of places that I'm already home. Right. It's one of us. I hate to say that, but that's the. That's sort of the that's the expected sort of rendition. It, I think it's going to be difficult for him. Although as a third goalkeeper right now, uh, not a horrible position to be in. Actually, the Galaxy mm-hmm. going 6'3", 185, tall guy. Uh, yeah. You got Bond, you got Michovic, right? And now you're going to have Brandt. Brandt very well could be the third goalkeeper, but it doesn't mean you get a lot of starts. But it could be a senior team roster spot, right? So you're on this yeah. on that 30 man roster. So yeah, I, I believe you mentioned it when uh, the Panda was on last time. Just as the years have gone by, it seems like the MLS super draft picks have become less and less consequential. I remember last year they drafted a goalkeeper as well, never to be seen from again. So I think that's, you know, to your point, this is the extent of what we're going to be talking about. You know, not not heavy right. uh, discussion on third goalkeepers, you know, for the season. So remember I told you location might mean something. Well, let's get to the LA Galaxy's mm-hmm. third round draft pick, Tucker Lepley. Lepley is a midfielder, 5'6", 135 pounds. Uh, place of birth, Charlotte, North Carolina. And you're saying that's not LA. Uh, <laughs> college, UCLA. Uh, there it is. So there it is. Uh, Lepley 21 was selected by LA after recording 11 goals and 10 assists and 45 games played 41 starts across a three-year career at UCLA 2021 to 23 during the 2023 campaign Lepley earned first team all Pac-12 honors after logging three goals and two assists in 18 matches played and guiding UCLA to its first Pac-12 title since 2012 in his redshirt freshman season in 2021 the Charlotte North Carolina native was named the Bruins team MVP after notching five goals and seven assists and 19 matches played 19 starts additionally Lepley was part of the Sporting Kansas City Academy making 10 appearances, five starts for Swope Park Rangers during the 2019 USL championship regular season. There's a lot of, uh, you know, as much as we pretend that college is, you know, stands alone sort of as itself, there's a lot of Academy guys now going to college and then coming Mm -hmm. back and going into MLS. So in many ways, uh, you know, we thought maybe college would get in the way. And for some guys, I think it does. But there's also other ways, right? And so you can go, go to the academy, get your time, really do the mm-hmm. whole academy experience, go to college, get your four-year, come out, and you can get drafted by an MLS team. You already know what being a professional is like having played on some of those academy teams for the most part, right? And playing in yeah. college is a pretty high level too. So it's a pathway. It's a pathway that, you know, it's not your traditional pathway, but I think you even see, and I didn't dig 
apologies for not digging deep into super draft, uh, you know, picks for other teams. <laughs> but I do know that there are also academies in Europe uh, as well that, you know, if a guy is not going to make the first team or, or, or the, the reserve squad, they'll, they'll come play college ball in, in the United States because there's an infrastructure, there's a system for them to, you know, get some type of action, some type of development. And so, you know, it just it provides that pathway to your point where you have, uh, you know, an academy player, maybe they're not going to be called up. They're not your Jalen Neal. They're not your Julian Araujo. So let's go to college. Let's get some accolades, get some more reps, go to school. It's, it's, it's a, a definitely a pathway uh, that exists. That's kind of a nice opportunity uh, for these youngsters. But in terms of what he brings, I'm going to trust uh, Christian Miles, who spoke highly of him. He's the one who called some Pac-12 games. Right. You know, he, he uh, yeah, I believe he reposted uh, one of his golosos that he scored. Uh, so again, that, that's exciting. I see kind of a, a Gino Vivi type guy. Maybe he gets some minutes. Maybe he doesn't, you know, come in for League's Cup and things like that. Well, we'll see how this pans out. So again, nothing too exciting, but again, it is what it is. So that is now, I mean, if you're looking, listen, we don't put draft picks onto the roster, onto the official roster until they sign, right? Because there's no point in doing that. So we won't do that. Um, but somebody we did put on the roster, which was uh, a day or two after the draft here. Um, in fact, it could have been the day after. Now that I remember is the LA Galaxy signed uh, left back John Nelson, right? So John Nelson coming out of St. Louis and he's played at a bunch of other places as well. Um, basically, they assigned the free agent defender to a two year contract through the end of the 2025 MLS season with a club option for 2026. So this is locked in and loaded. If we go and look at his salary last year, one hundred and sixty, one hundred and sixty eight thousand dollars so not a huge buy you he may have actually gotten a little bit of a raise just because things sort of usually escalate a little bit especially if you're getting a new contract but i wouldn't expect it to have doubled or tripled or anything like that um but here's a guy who seems like uh no, wrong one sorry um here's a guy who seems like uh you know he's played uh, he's played with a bunch of different clubs um as a matter of fact if you look at him um playing with fc dallas from 2019 to 2021 F uh, fc cincinnati in 2022 st louis in 2023 um last season nelson recorded one assist and logged a career high 1268 minutes of action and 17 league appearances 14 starts with st louis uh, helping the expansion side finish with the best regular season record in the Western Conference. I like the pedigree that's in that. Uh, Will Kuntz said John is an established defender with strong MLS experience for his age. He will add depth and a veteran presence to our back line and we'll look forward to bringing him into our group. He said depth because Aude is, I imagine, the, the starter. I know there's people who want to argue about that. Um, my my only issue with Aude last year more or less was his just durability and, and conditioning, which was, you know, he's got to be a little smarter about when he runs, how he runs and everything else because he needs to be able to have gas to last 90 minutes that being said uh with the galaxy's outside backs you're asking people to run up and run back a lot you're talking about the most sub positions probably for the la galaxy you're going to have your what your outside uh midfielders you really two players per game yeah, yeah exactly you know your outside midfielders are going to get subbed and your outside backs could get subbed right there's the, they're the ones that are sort of uh in that so having <laughs> somebody like uh, like uh, John Nelson in there, you know, is fine. Again, uh, remember you got hit, we got rid of uh, Raheem Edwards, right? So you moved him. Uh, now he comes back in and sort of plays a backup role to Alde in this and at a much better price. So this is about creating cap space, but also creating depth, right? Nothing super exciting to say about John Nelson. I think he's a he's a decent left back. I you know again we're filling out depth right now. We're not necessarily filling out the starters. Everybody wants the sexy DP signings. Mm -hmm. 
you're, <laughs> you're instead you're going to get the backup left back signing right and, and the bottom line is you know the the LA Galaxy don't have a starting right back right now and really need a backup right back as well um, when you're really starting to lay the cards out on the table so there's lots of positions that are the unsexy positions that are going to have to get filled here um, if we go over to the LA Galaxy roster right now I have 21 signs so still nine spots left the two designated player spots are in that as well right yeah some uh, big ticket items still to be squeezed in there that's right. that's the kicker absolutely and uh i'm currently still showing nine uh international slots remember you get eight uh so the galaxy already over one and likely to sign two more whenever they go in for their designated players um and we'll talk about those a little bit as well but uh i, I wouldn't get very excited about miguel berry i don't know that you should get super excited about john nelson but if you're looking at the two nelson is the bigger signing between him and barry right yeah. nelson is it's expected to play this year absolutely to back up out I think someone uh, either in the Discord or somewhere along the line called him like a, a Chase Gaspar comp where someone you, – you, you need guys like this on an MLS roster – uh, you know, to, to backfill and to provide some experience. So this is, again, to your point, not the sexy signing, but you need a lot of guys like this. I I, I call these the Jeff Lorenowitz signings, you know, guys who, who don't jump off the page or jump off the field, but you need guys like that on an MLS roster. Uh, you know, I'm sure we can look at the Columbus roster, the one MLS Cup. Yeah, they have the big names, but they also have those just workhorses that get sprinkled in there. Uh, and you need that mix if you're going to have a, su- a successful season. So uh, when you look at it and what the LA Galaxy did over the course of the MLS draft, plus a day or two there was add four players to a roster. Uh, They added two players for sure, two players on the peripheral. We'll see what else sort of ends up coming into there. And then we have rumors to talk about as well, but we're going to get to those after we get to the LA Galaxy schedule. So, I mean, overall, Eric, nothing super exciting. I don't know that anybody should be super excited about any of this. Um, Not yet. Yeah, when when we look at the roster again, imagine the LA Galaxy have already departed 13 players who played last year and not with the team anymore. Um, so that's a significant amount, and you're looking now to fill nine spots remaining, right? So uh, that's sort of where the Galaxy are, and, and now we get to get into the busy time. Listen, we know there are offers out there. We know that possibly offers have been uh, you know rejected and other things that have sort of come through there. So this is, this is the time when things start to build and we start to get some answers to all of these questions, okay? All right. Um, and, and that, yeah. and there is time we're not up against it. You know, nope. it's not, you know, this training camp doesn't start next week. Like there's still enough time to where you're seeing the reports bids getting rejected. This is the, the negotiations that are happening out in the public. And then I'm sure there's the stuff happening behind the scenes yes. that, you know, we, we will get there. So I would, inc- I would, uh, you know, I would not think that this is the roster that the galaxy, they're not set going into the season. There's still a lot of work to be done and it's coming. All right, now we get to the MLS roster release, excuse me, MLS schedule release and the LA Galaxy schedule release. Um, a lot of fun there, uh, paying attention to people who were uh, retweeting and showing stuff that only had 33 games. I enjoyed that part of it for a while there. Everybody was like, there's the full ro- here's the full schedule. I'm like, it, it, but you're missing, you know you don't, you know that there's 34, right? I mean, you can figure out who the 34th is, but yeah. you know there's 34, right? Yeah, there was there was something missing in there. It was kind of funny when you saw that get leaked. Everyone jumped all over it, uh, you know. Which you know, you, you, <laughs> there's the race to be first and these type of things. So it's just kind of funny how that how that worked out. But I was saying, wait a minute, you know, the Western Conference. You know, you're supposed to play each team twice. The, you know, something wasn't adding so, up so, so, <laughs> with the teams that they were they were listed on there. One of these things doesn't belong. Well, everybody, I yeah. think, got their wish for the most part. I think that there was hints. Uh, that inner Miami would be the LA Galaxy's opening game. Now there was some thoughts. Maybe you would play that at the Rose Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. The Galaxy instead said, "Nope, we're going Dignity Health Sports Park." And 
uh, when you look at the marketing that's going around it and the fact that basically you could buy tickets if you were a season ticket member uh, in this pre-sale area for every game except for the 25th, uh, the very first game, Sunday, February 25th against Inter-Miami when uh, Messi and friends come. And by the way, Mm -hmm. friends got bigger by one after this announcement, too. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that's going to be a big deal. Bottom line is, when you look at that game and what the Galaxy now do, they get to sell packages to that game. That's that's right? the kicker. That's the yeah. kicker. And so they are gonna they're gonna pump that. Um, I did reach out at one point to ask the LA Galaxy sort of how ticket sales were going because it certainly seemed like there was a frenzy going on and were people trying to get stuff and people being angry they weren't and all sorts of fun yeah. stuff. So there was <laughs> there there was some there were some interesting things. And by the way, there were some not so great things, especially whenever you saw the reports that you know that people who wanted to get season tickets in LA Riot Squad were being directed away from that and yeah. I, hope, I hope that all got figured out and solved and that that's not a thing because that's not the kind of front office that you want to have doing stuff to supporters right like you, you want let's play a let's play fair above board let's, yes let's do it right um, that's yeah, yeah. That, that was unfortunate to see and it's it's a, a symptom of you know the boycott that happened last season you had a lot of people canceling season ticket memberships who were you know season ticket members for how long so then you need to jump to the back of the queue and so that creates some issues then you know depending on how they canceled being not allowed to you know get on payment plans so there was that there's issues happening with that so just it, it was a little bit murky um you know to the galaxy's own detriment you know they created their own bit of a monster with the situation from last season but it seems like they're moving in the right direction i, I, th- I feel uh, like I, it got ironed out because i hear yeah. less about it now but i i don't yes. know that that's 100 percent true but i feel like it got ironed out I feel like, yeah, it, they went in the direction of making things right, it feels like. Um, the one thing that I will say is <laughs> there, there is a, a sect of fans that does like – they like to complain about everything. So it was just kind of funny. Probably a month ago, two months ago, they were saying, get your season tickets. They're selling out. They're running out. And you know, for, we can make fun of the Galaxy for their positioning and their performance and coaching, all these things. But it's still – a hot ticket. It's still a popular item. And, you know, getting in and getting those season ticket memberships was valuable. And so if you were reading kind of the tea leaves on, you know, who was going to be traveling, whether it was the Rose Bowl or Dignity Health Sports Park, you right. kind of knew that Miami was probably going to be one of those games who were on the list. So you would have been smart to get your season ticket members memberships in uh, prior to the schedule release because it was basically going to be a frenzy after that. Um, with the introduction of LAFC, we saw this uh, I experienced this as a season ticket member at the time where you couldn't buy individual tickets. You needed to get, you know, a three game package. So I was just talking with my brother off to the side saying, you know, if they're going to, you know, work with this inner Miami deal, it's going to be at least a five game yeah. package. And then lo and behold, what they were doing, the minimum was a six game package. So yeah. good on them. You get repeat customers who are going to be coming back. Hopefully those who, you know, you know, maybe those who bought <laughs> the tickets just for the, you know, for the messy effect and the spin all that, maybe you'll be able to get some cheap resale on those other games, you know, and that may benefit everyone else. But you may also get some return customers who, you know, become fans after that. So uh, I thought it was a smart move to to make it a part of a package. Did, you know, stings a little bit if you weren't, you know, intending on getting uh, six games for the season. But, you know, I kind of like that, hey, we're going to get you to commit. If you're if you're going to be a Galaxy fan, you're you're not going to buy one game. We're going to get you to come to, to multiple games. So I, I understand the strategy behind it. So you can make fun of the Galaxy for a lot of reasons, but in terms of how they rolled this out and kind of the success of getting season ticket members and then getting people um, to get through the turnstiles, because that is something that as the season went on, we did see you know a pretty steep decline. Right. I think that they're they're 
kind of, at least at the beginning, it looks like signs are pointing that they're going to be able to fill the stadium for, for a good chunk. And part of that is because of the way they're setting up these packages. Yeah. The other part of it would be maybe they should try winning. I think winning will help them too. So I, I, I think that, that will solve a lot. Yeah. Uh, so start off with inner Miami, uh, at home, dignity health sports park, that game five thirty on Sunday, February 25th. Now, interesting enough, uh, Miami actually opens their season up on, I think on that Wednesday, uh, before this. So they go Wednesday, Sunday, and they have to travel all the way across. I I mean, it's I was a, gonna say, it's a gift. Yeah, go go ahead. No, it's it's a gift for the LA Galaxy because uh, knowing it's it's a gift. Listen, it could go one of two ways. One is that's a that's going to be a very new, untested team. They're going to have a lot of people in there to try to figure out how to play. I imagine they're pretty hyped up for their home game. Maybe they figure some stuff out and they have one game under their belt before uh, Dignity Health Sports Park. They cram thirty thousand people into that. Remember AC Milan? Whenever AC Milan came. Uh, mm-hmm. to play and Tom Cruise was there and all sorts of sorts of crazy <laughs> celebrities and they put up, set up like these suites on the on the grass berm and all that stuff. I imagine that'll be similar to what they're going to have for uh, for Messi. Yeah. So so expect th- LeBron in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 look at twenty seven thousand as as a number. Look at more like closer <laughs> to thirty thousand. OK, yeah. whenever they're going to there'll be temporary <laughs> seats up everywhere they can find them uh, in order to pack this game. So that game will be there. Uh, by the way, they put out a, a little poster of it. I thought it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> But uh, they put out with like Messi and Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets. And then then right after this, they added Luis Suarez as well. So it was like, oh, OK, there's four now. And it's like, <laughs> OK, why not? You know, why not? So um, that should be a pretty interesting game there. Uh, the Galaxy then go away to San Jose at paper. Oh, yeah, go ahead. One thing I will add with that inner Miami game that I, I don't think you mentioned is their their world tour that they're also going on in the preseason. That's right. Mm-hmm. They're going to the Argentina. They're going to Saudi Arabia. They're going to be <laughs> well-seasoned and well-traveled. And I think even though it's the home opener or the C- MLS season opener for them, they're going to be fatigued. They're going to have, you know, have a lot of road trips and in, in, in behind them. So I think you could catch, oddly enough, a fatigued inner Miami team for your first game of the season. I, absolutely. I mean, conditioning might not be there. They have to travel all the way across the country. They like, as you talked about world tour, they're starting the the midweek before this. It's not a kind schedule to them. I don't think. Um, so that game will be there. Then the galaxy go away to San Jose. Difficult game. Actually, it's hysterical. If you look at the first nine games, Eric, the easiest game might be away at San Jose. Yeah, uh, which, is, which is never <laughs> an easy game, schedule. right? Yeah. yeah, but at PayPal Park and not at Stanford. So that's an interesting one. That's finally, that's a, that's a little friendlier confines for the LA Galaxy in the Stanford Stadium uh, has been. Then away to Nashville, difficult game, right? Nashville, by the way, seventh place finisher in the East, right? Was in the MLS Cup playoffs, all that sort of fun. By the way, San Jose was technically at the, the ninth, was in the MLS Cup playoffs. They lost to Sporting Kansas City in that first game, right? So Nashville, then the LA Galaxy will host St. Louis City. Oh, wait, aren't these the Supporter Shield winners from... Uh, from last year. <laughs> were they not? No, sorry. They were Western conference. Winners. Yeah. Western conference. Yeah. Yeah. But supporter shield yeah. was, was FC Cincinnati. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, but St. Louis city. So they were the number one seed who ended up getting upset in that first round. Right. That type of thing. So St. Louis city was in there. Uh, the galaxy go away to sporting Kansas city. Oh, sporting Kansas city, eighth in the West and a Western conference semifinalist in the playoff. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, then home to the Seattle Sounders. Oh, Seattle Sounders second in the West and Western conference semifinalist in the playoffs. Oh, that's cool. Away and to always L- a tough game. Al- anyway. Yeah. yeah. Always a tough game. You're right. Uh, 
Uh, then away to LAFC at BMO Stadium. Oh, you mean the second? You mean the third in the West MLS Cup finalist uh, LAFC? <laughs> the, you know, Vancouver Whitecaps is sort of okay. Maybe that feels a little bit better, right? <laughs> and then in San but, Jose, but not given their history with, with the Whitecaps right. and you know the struggles that they've had, at you know, BC going Place. away at BC Place and yep. you know the, a Mavinga concussion. Well, uh, reminder is <laughs> something that we wish we had a concussion and forgot that game uh, as well. But you know, right. if that's the game you're looking forward to, we. We are going to see what this Galaxy team is made of in these first in game, ten and, games. And remember, we we also fall into this this trapping, Eric, which is um, the Galaxy have sucked for a very long time, and so when you suck, your schedule is harder because yeah. other teams are better Correct. than you, right? <laughs> so if you're better, your your schedule is easier. So you are sort of falling into some of this. I mean, you know, should you really be fearing San Jose, which is very much a mid table Western Conference team? You shouldn't, except it's a rivalry game, right? Um, you know, should you be worried about Vancouver Whitecastle? Technically speaking, you shouldn't, but you need to because you haven't been that good, right? So, yeah. so you go through all this stuff. I mean, you know, game 10 is at Austin, uh, you know, and you're sort of th- sitting there going, okay, well, that one, maybe that's feels, maybe that's the first yeah. one where they can <laughs> maybe breathe that's a little the bit. Yeah, so. yeah. But once they sign Chicharito, that's going to have a whole other, <laughs> you know, layer of narrative to it. But the other thing that I will say, and I think you're, you're bringing the optimism, which is nice. Nashville is also further removed from the expansion and kind of having... Uh, you know, their stars, it feels like they're maybe on the tail end or maybe more Good. on the downhill downhill trend. St. Louis City, maybe that was a little bit fluky how they started the season. Maybe they have a little bit of a sophomore slump and they don't really, you know, have, have it like they did. So to your point, maybe it looks tough on paper given the standings from last season. Right. But we're not going to know until they play these games. Maybe these are winnable games. And depending on who the Galaxy bring in, it's, it's maybe the schedule isn't going to be that bad, you know, than when we right. stare at it in December. Well, well, I mean, the other part about it is that, um, you know, a lot of these things look good on paper, right? Like the mm-hmm. like Miami basically won MLS Cup on paper, right? I mean, we all agree that's going to – it's like, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, what else – these things look what happened last year when Messi came on. Messi came on, they played great, they ended up winning some League Cup games. Messi got injured, they didn't do much again, right? Like there was some time there was some time there. There were some things that they need adjustment. Now, do I expect that it'll be different when you have them for the whole year? Yeah, I do. Um, but again, if injuries start to mount up, we we can talk about injuries, right? Like whenever the mm-hmm. Galaxy had 12 players injured and you're like, and there's nobody <laughs> left. Like, what do you yes. what do you want to do, right? And and Messi in his shortened time had injury issues. Suarez is not, you know, a spring chicken. Uh, Busquets and, and Jordi Alba, yes, all great on paper. But when you have to play a 34-game season and, and Plus a travel, tour. the travel of the United States and then the world tour that they're doing, I, I would not expect all of those players to play all 34 games. So that's where the, uh, Miami's going to be right from the picking in the midseason. Maybe not that opening game, right? but but that's going to be tricky for them to pull it off. But, you know, when you have that guy on the field, then on Messi, I think anything is possible. Uh, do you want to talk about short rest games and, and yes. take a look at them? All right. The Wednesdays. Let's talk about the Wednesday game. So uh, in total, 13 games on short rest for the LA Galaxy this year. I w- tried to go back and find my schedule from last year and sort of try to figure out short rest. And it's harder to do whenever they don't just have regular season and whenever like they move things around. So we'll just say 13 games on short rest. Now, what does that actually mean? is that, yes, you're playing two games on short rest, but there is a game that leads into that that is technically Mm -hmm. not on short rest, right? And because it's not on short rest, you tend to not count it. But I can count another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games outside of the 13. So 20 of the 34 are in basically a short rest zone, right? So you can sort of see it around it. Here we can, and and here's my example for you. Uh, Games 12, 13, and 14, right? Are uh, Real Salt Lake, home to Real Mm -hmm. Salt Lake, away to Minnesota on a 
Wednesday. So a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Okay, those are short rest games. Well, that first game against Real Salt Lake is not a short rest game because you played, uh, you know, on Sunday the week before. Right. At, kind it, of short rest. And it's a Sunday, not a Saturday. Yeah. But I listen, One anytime you get day. five yeah, days, right. I don't call it short rest. All right. There's, there's like five days. If you can get five I'm, days, I'm, it's pretty I'm, much I'm, a normal, a normal week. OK. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picking that. Yeah, absolutely. But you are right. I mean, you can shorten it down. Right. The whole deal. But basically that tw- that 12th game is not technically a short rest game, but you are already thinking about the short rest <laughs> that you're going to get on Wednesday and Saturday. So when you go through it, games, 12, 13, 14 are short rest games, 15, 16, 17 are short rest games 18 19 20 are short rest games 21 22 23 are short rest games 24 25 26 are short rest 29 30 and 31 are short rest and 32 and 33 are short rest you can count from game 12 to game 29 26 so there's like one game between 26 27 28 that aren't short rest so basically uh you're going to be short rest starting in may and then you go until the rest of the season. There's some breaks yeah. in there. And I was going to say, in July, you'll, you have the League's Cup pause. Oh, isn't that nice? You get to play more yeah. games, right? <laughs> July like, 20th right. to August 24th. Yeah, well, not if you're, depending on how the Galaxy is, but you still might to, get their still three still games. You still have to play two. Yeah. Or, two know? games, yeah, yeah two that's games, right. right. You never know. Yeah. The, the one thing that I always find interesting is the opponents that they have on these Wednesday games, and it's always tricky because it seems like <laughs> With no disrespect, the the opponents on their weekday games seem to be inferior, and that could be for the te- the TV deal and not wanting to have these games on your weekend as a marquee matchup. You want to save those good matchups for the weekend. So you know your Wednesday, you know away at Minnesota, you have a Wednesday uh, home at FC Dallas, Wednesday uh, home at New versus New York City. Um, so it just seems like these are not your you know big, big matchups, ticket yeah. big matches, mm-hmm. and. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's also those may be the games where you want the home atmosphere and the home cooking to really kind of play in your favor. And so that's kind of the bummer is where maybe these are games where you can take three points, um, but because it's a Wednesday and because it's a way, maybe it makes it harder than it would be if this was something that was a little bit different. So that's just always something that I find kind of interesting how they schedule it. But that's the symptom of being a team that, uh, you know, brings a, a little bit more ratings than your average MLS team. I was going to tell you the longest away trip for the LA Galaxy will basically be two games, right? So that's settled. Technically speaking, the longest home streak or home stand for the LA Galaxy is two games. That being said, there are three games in a row at home, but it's interrupted by League's Cup. So you can't yes. really say that, you know, they're all going <laughs> to yeah. maybe maybe if they play all their games at uh, at Dignity Hill Sports Park again, maybe they will all be home games in the Galaxy. will have, you know, five in a row um, during that time and some different things there. But um, that's that's sort of what it says. Studying the schedule the way that I have looked at it and breaking it down, I will say that there is an art form to all of this, Eric. I mean, the fact that there aren't any super long road trips, the fact that there aren't any super mm-hmm. long home stands, the balance that you sort of see in all this stuff is is pretty impressive overall. I mean, I would hate to be the people who do this schedule because you have to imagine the LA Galaxy give out... Uh, like dates, like they have dates that they've already booked Dignity Health Sports Park for. They're yeah. like, we can't play on these dates. So sorry, that's good. You can't use those. And by the way, every team does that, right? Every team has dates they can't play which, on. Which, reminder, we got to make sure to put in for Wingo Tango. 
this oh, we, summer. We're we, go- we always miss out. We always on this, miss out. Yeah. On it. yeah, I know. Yeah, but we we got to put in some little five sauce coming back again. You yeah. think maybe for Wango <laughs> Tango? Think yeah, I think they'll they'll, they'll come. I hope the so. Turnaround. I hope so. I'm yeah. I'm ready ready to rock. Um, but yeah. So um, but but I mean that's this is crazy. It's craziness, and the fact that it got this balanced. And again, when you look at sort of everything that is sitting there, the ga- the Western Conference has 14 teams. The Eastern Conference has 15 teams. The Galaxy play LAFC three times. Right mm-hmm. now. Technically speaking, Galaxy get home two home games in. By the way, if I was LAFC, I'd be so ticked off about yeah, that. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, how is that fair that they get two home games again? I would be live. I would do a whole podcast on what the morons at MLS are doing. As it stands, I think it's not fair, but it, apparently it's worth enough money that yeah. LAFC doesn't care, right? It's worth enough money to MLS, but yes, but it, you're right. If, if I'm LAFC brass, that is a bit of a slap in the face that we're not able to do so fire the Coliseum like we were mentioning, uh, you know, to, to get our end of it. Let's let's make let's make our hundred thousand where we can. So I don't know if there was some deal that was struck where they get a percentage <laughs> or, or or you know something out of that, but uh, yeah, it does seem a bit unfair. But since we're on. Uh, the right side of it, we're not going to complain, gonna complain too much. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing that, that I'll mention, and I'm I'm not sure if you were going to get there, is the start times. A lot of okay. 7:30 start times. There was the question going into last season. We did. We were fans of the idea of everything kicking off at the same time mm-hmm. uh, because that way you knew what was going to be happening with the wraparound show. I think as the season went on, I maybe lost a little bit of of the love for that. I feel like a little bit, maybe not all the games, but maybe a few games you could have staggered the schedule to kind of, you know, stretch it out and get some more, some more watch time. So it's not just you're in and out in one, one game session. And obviously you get some of that uh, with different time zones, but that was something where there was the question. I think there was a survey from Apple TV as well uh, about the start times. Do you like the the standard start time or do you want a, st- a, uh, uh, a staggered uh, start time? It looks like they are going to stick with 7:30 wherever the time zone is 7:30 is going to be the kickoff but, with a few exceptions but that on does Sunday stagger games, yeah. that does stagger a little bit if you do everybody at 7:30 yeah. you know then they're an hour or two hours apart like that type of thing as you move across the country I don't know. I mean, you know, bottom line is what what games do I watch the most of? It's the LA Galaxy. So really, whenever they're on, that's when I'll pay attention. And I try to catch some whenever they're on. But yeah, I mean, I did like having games just on in sort of the middle of the day. And you were like, oh, let me catch this real quick. Yeah. And I wouldn't watch it intently, but you, it would exactly. be on the background. background. Yeah. 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 You don't. You, know, you can only watch Friends so many times. You know, <laughs> that's what I say. Um, so anyway, so so that's sort of the schedule. Obviously, the July, July 4th game at Rose Bowl is back again. Right. So that type of thing. So we've talked about that. Um, if you wanted sort of the break down by everything, you know, road dates by day of the week. There's three on Wednesday and 11 on Saturday and Sunday. You know, the whole deal. They have them all sort of broken down. Uh, Eastern Conference opponents at home, Inter-Miami, New York City FC, and Atlanta United FC. Uh, Eastern Conference opponents away, away at Nashville, away at Charlotte again, which is... In, there's so many... That's also interesting. Yeah, there's, there's so many. Bunch of teams we haven't played. I know. And this is the third year that we're doing Charlotte. So, so you would think that they would do some type of scheduling where, okay, we played them home and away, and now it's time to put someone else in the cycle. But, you know, that's that's a job for, I'm sure, someone else much more intelligent than me at, uh, yeah. at MLS HQ. Yeah, exactly. We Well, we like to pretend they're more intelligent. Then we see some <laughs> of the rules they write, and we're like, nope, that yeah. wasn't the case. That was no, wrong. That's 
Yeah. And I had no clue adults would be this stupid. That's one of the things that I've always, you know, grown up and, and latched onto. Uh, let's talk about rumors uh, and why not. Uh, now we talk the people are waiting for. It's what it's what everybody's sort of tuning in. Let's talk about a rumor that's not a rumor, shall we? Um, let's talk about uh, Maya Yoshida at an L.A. <laughs> Kings game um, who was with uh, Yuya Osaka, I believe is is uh, Osako uh, at the L.A. Kings game. Now, Osako had uh, 22 goals and eight assists in 34 games and was named the MVP of the Japanese League. Uh, now, I did inquire as to uh, Osako's, uh, you know, reason for chilling with Maya. Uh, one is, you know, these aren't AEG seats because look how far away from the glass they are like and they're not and it doesn't seem like they're in a suite, right? So if you're not in the suite and you're not on the glass, then <laughs> then did Maya buy these tickets himself? And yeah, if Maya I, did, it if, seems like he would. It seems like he's enjoying the LA experience, you I, know, and kind of being it. So it would not shock me if he, if he, you know, went and paid box office. If you walked up to the he ticket just walked counter, up. He was, he's tickets, like, he's yeah. like, by the way, uh, <laughs> I know AG owns the Kings, but I'm going to go <laughs> right, right on my own. Yeah, I know. I like it. I mean, you know, Maya, by the way, if Maya did pay for his own tickets, shame on AEG. Make sure that guy has a season pass. He gets to go whenever he wants. He plus one. He gets a plus one, too. Right. Um, but Maya, remember, was over in England doing some training, that type of thing back in L.A. Uh, I've been told that Osako is a good friend, as you would imagine he would be. Um, and at 33 years old, um, you know, maybe. I mean, listen, I'll tell you right now, if the L.A. Galaxy said, hey, we're going to sign a striker, it's Osako. He has 22 goals and eight assists in 34 games and was the MVP of the Japanese. I'd be like, yep, sign him. Yeah, I, Lock I wouldn't him be in. mad at that either. I feel like those are the types of, you know, when you talk about smart, shrewd signings, those are the types of guys you want to get. Right. Maybe not your your top, you know, leagues, but go who's right. who's the leading scorer in the J League. Yeah, that yeah. seems like Bring someone who could over. probably, you know, cut it in MLS. So, yeah, I wouldn't be uh, upset at that. It seems like, uh, you know, that's not the case, that it's, it's not necessarily a recruiting trip. Uh, but if anyone's upset about this, uh, someone who was the leading scorer of, of their league, right. uh, possibly coming uh, to the Galaxy, I, w- I would be happy uh, to sign a player like that. Now, when you get into, you know, is this going to be a DP and things like right, that, right. that's a different conversation that's altogether. Um, but again, I wouldn't be upset of it, even though it does seem, I mean, I like give him a fake rumor. I mean, I'd give him Tam, right? Isn't that the line? Yeah. I'd give him Tam, you know, I don't want to pay, I don't pay anybody a DP, <laughs> yeah, but I'll, favorite, I'll give him yeah. Tam. Um, yeah. So but leading score, I mean, maybe you do have to shell out a DP, although, yeah. you know, the way, the way things are going right now, the Dodgers could sign both, uh, Osako and Yoshida, <laughs> yes. with, you know, they're Japanese players that they're signing. So, you know, we got to be careful that the Dodgers don't push these galaxy players can, away. Can we make this a new thing though? Can, can like signing players move from the Laker games that's that while I love the <laughs> Lakers sometimes can feel a little pretentious being courtside and like, you know, remember Caleb Porter, that's the, and Chris ma- Klein, that's the you magic know, of it though. You yeah. know, the whole deal, but no, I, I would rather they like, you know, ice it up, man, get up on the boards. And that's where, that's where you see these deals getting done, you know, back behind the goalie in the crease, right? You know, those guys you have, you have Maya and Osako being like, we're going to just run it up this year. Come join me in LA. Uh, I'm told they're good friends. Uh, they know each other and that Osako is, is vacationing in Los Angeles and, and wanted to spend some time with Maya, um, which is awesome too, because, just understand how well respected Maya Yoshida is across all any team he goes to. Just understand. I'm sure he he go to any country and he has friends there, uh, yeah. wherever he goes. So Maya seems like a good one. So that's that's not a rumor, which is which is one we don't have to talk about. So let's let's not worry about that one. Although uh, LA Galaxy outsider was like friends who don't follow each other on Instagram. <laughs> Come on, goose. The outsiders in the outsider knows right. what's happening. Here. I know, I know, I know. Um, so anyway, so that's a fun one. Now. Well, the, yeah, I do ahead. have one more last yes. thing on, on this point here. Yes. There's a hierarchy to this. If okay. it's a DP signing, 
it's Lakers floor seats. Oh, okay. If it's a TAM deal, oh, it's then Kings. you're at the LA Kings. Yeah. It, so I, I kind of like how this is going, how this might play out. Yeah. So, so, uh, basically it was, um, it was, uh, who was it? John Nelson. It was John Nelson signed at the, uh, at the interleague, uh, like indoor soccer team from the, in, in from the, from the, from the, from the <laughs> Central Valley Empire. Yeah. yeah the Inland Marco Empire. Yeah. With the Shrikers. Yeah. yeah. That's where John, that's where he was seen uh, going by. The, I'm sorry, John, that was, that was below the belt, but I enjoyed it. Uh, way too much. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that one's not a rumor. Now let's talk about something that is a rumor. Um, Caesar Luis Merlo reported that the LA Galaxy were interested in and made an offer for. Um, uh, let's get this right. Uh, Pablo Solari. Uh, he's a River Plate right winger. Uh, River apparently asking for close to fifteen to twenty million dollars. That's sort of where it stands. The Galaxy offering about ten. Um, listen, chill out. Okay. This, everybody's like, Oh, you good. <laughs> there's people actually out there going and be like, yeah, the galaxy are never going to get them. Cause they're just not going to offer enough money. Could be absolutely could be. There's a reason that Solari and then where we also had Sosa as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, play similar positions and have offered about the same amount of money. Bottom line is that Solari and River know that Sosa and uh, and his yep. team are, are are that they're interested in both of them. Everybody knows what's going on. This is all being played out in the public for a reason. The reason it gets to the public a lot of times is to play these negotiations negotiations out in public. Um, I can tell you from COG reporting, the LA Galaxy are absolutely interested in Solari. Uh, this could be a young designated player contract. This yep. could also look to break records in terms of uh, where it's at, but uh, he's 22 years old. I think he turns 23 in March, right? So um, he'll be he'll be 23. He pretty said that's a young designated young designated player. Checks he, that box. Yeah, yeah. He, he does. I was I was sort of thinking maybe depending on a salary, he might be U22, but I think the Galaxy may actually be working away from U22s, but let's see. It, the young designated player thing makes me think they're going to have three U22s again, right? And so that type yeah. of thing. But there's a way to move Jovalich off and basically have one U22, right? Which would be Aude. Um, and then come back and sort of figure out how you how you can uh, work in, um, you know, us two senior designated players or restricted designated players in there as well. So uh, it was funny whenever I was looking at like similar players and that type of thing. They they were look they were they mentioned Boanga was was a similar player to uh, Solari. Uh, some really good stats. Um, a young guy. If you take him on, he's going to blow right by you. Um, he's got a lot of speed. Uh, five goals, eight assists. Uh, he likes to play sort of on that right side, but can also play on the left side. This is an attacking guy. I mean, there's some numbers that you don't love, right? Which is your passes attempt. So not a big passer. Uh, his pass completion is pretty poor, right? His progressive passes. So sort of moving the, moving the game along. But basically what that means is when the ball gets to him, he's going to either cross it, um, or he's going to take a shot. Right. And when you look at his non penalty goals at 0.44 per 90, uh, when compared to similar, uh, midfielders, he's in the 95th percentile. When you look at his non penalty expected goals he's in the 88th percentile when you're looking at his shots total per 90 at almost three he's in the 84th percentile his assists of 0.5 per 90 is in the 98th percentile um his expected goals uh uh, sorry expected assisted goals at 0.27 is in the 82nd percentile you're talking about a guy who is in for the most part the upper echelons of the percentiles for guys compared to him yeah that's that's important. And when you're looking at what the LA Galaxy have targeted, both with Sosa and Solari, they're similar in play. Now, uh, I did ask the question 
And like I said, I can confirm the LA Galaxy are interested in Solari. I can confirm the LA Galaxy were at least interested at the time in Sosa. Don't know the status of either of those as it goes because we've been we've heard at least out in the public that offers have been rejected and that you know they want twenty million dollars or you know for Sosa they want fifteen you know those types of things. So these are going to get played off each other. I did ask, could you end up with both of them? Right? Could the LA Galaxy end up with both of these? And the answer I got was they absolutely could play together. Right. They absolutely mm-hmm. fit together. And wow, wouldn't that be fun to watch them whip crosses into uh, Jovalich all day long? Right. You know, mm-hmm. get get Miguel Berry out there in his six, three he- banging <laughs> headers in. Right. Run doing the whole thing. Are we bringing we're making Miguel Berry a thing. I, I mean, why not? Gordon? why yeah. not? Why not? That's the, uh, we have nothing better to do. Um, so they're absolutely now the likelihood of that is very small. One, because of cost Two because yeah. of negotiations. These are not going to be easy negotiations. So expect this to drag out. Expect this to be a little longer. By the way, I expect to hear, hear a third name pop up there in there There's, as well. That, that's what I'm waiting for. I, I'm a fan of the both the Sosa and the Solari rumors. It seems like the right now the Solari rumors are the ones that have a little bit more legs. I, I saw it in the chat, you know, with um, uh, Logan Jones put it in there. Is a player similar player to Pavone. When I saw the highlight reel, it reminded me a lot of Christian Pavone. So I think, you know, where did he come from? He came from Boca. Where is Solari coming from? From River Plate. So when you talk about playing on the biggest stages in Argentina, those are the two biggest stages right there. So while I liked what Sosa brought to the table, Solari, I feel like I like what he brings even more. And then the fact that he's able to check that U22 box, I think that is something. Or, or, the Galaxy, or young designated player. Yeah, or, yeah, or young yeah, designated yeah, player. Right. You get what I'm trying, where yeah. I'm going with this. Right. Uh, the fact that he's able to kind of squeeze into that perhaps gives the Galaxy flexibility with other, other contracts. I feel like it, it's a, a, a logical fit. I, I really like where they're going. The one thing that you mentioned, think about them whipping in balls t- to Jovalich. I, I did want to see some type of, of, of big striker come in here. So the fact that it seems like they are going to be riding with Jovalich. Miguel Berry. I, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's big. He's six three. I don't know what what else do you yeah. want. You want a taller so, one than that? I mean, Zlatan was pretty tall, but six three yeah. works, right? Yeah. So that that's the part that makes me nervous. It's kind of like you know with Chicharito going into twenty twenty three. You know, was was I upset about it? No, but was did it make me feel a little bit uneasy? I didn't feel great about it. That's kind of how I feel about Jovalich. I like Jovalich. I think he can bring quite a bit, but at the same time, I don't. It's not a guarantee. It, it does make me a little bit uneasy if he is going to be able to figure things out and start putting the ball in the back of the net. So that's the thing that makes me a little bit nervous. But with that flexibility, if you know you, things don't work out with the U22, you know, young designated player, then maybe Jovalich in the summer. And that is the time where you know, with Copa America ending in the summer, the Euros ending in the summer, maybe that's the time to get your your jersey seller. Uh, you know, your Lewandowski, your Griezmann. Maybe that's the time where maybe Jovalich, you know, to find a different landing spot for him. And then that's the time that you bring in that designated player. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what are the names that are going to be thrown around here, depending on how this plays out with Solari. And if you only see one big designated player kind of come in, then maybe they are going to be waiting for the summer and seeing what else happens. So that, that's going to be the curious move of what happens next. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm still at least hearing that that you're still looking at two wingers, um, and then they're going to look to do other things with the striker. There, Jovalich want they want Jovalich to be their guy, yeah. and, and that's good. Listen, that could that, be. A, I'm okay with that too if that's the plan. Like that, it, it could be a fatal mistake. I mean, it could be the correct. one that really hurts you. Right yeah. now, there is another rumor that we haven't really had a chance to vet yet. Uh, and I'll work on it. Alex Ruiz was reporting basically that uh, new guy, it, it's new guy York. 
uh, well, was the Twitter name. Um, basically, the Alex, the LA Galaxy are interested in forward uh, Romel Kyoto. Now, Kyoto is a well-known uh, MLS player over the years, mm-hmm. um, and so it shouldn't be surprised if you've heard his name before or if you haven't heard his name before. <laughs> you, uh, you've seen him score on the LA Galaxy. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a real speedy uh, sort of guy. Now, he got injured last year, uh, had a muscle tear, and so only played 13 games, uh, 10 games started, had three goals and one assist, but his for, but his last full season was 15 goals, uh, six assists uh, for Montreal in 2022 in 30 games played. That rumor is at least out there. I don't know whether or not that's true. He is 32 years old, but uh, there's a balance to everything. There is absolutely as a backup to Jovalich. If you can slide him in and slot that in, that starts to be a real smart move. You start to feel good about Stryker and Miguel Berry in there, right, too, because you're going you're gonna <laughs> to yeah. name him. Yeah, I was going to say, this makes me feel a little bit better than than Miguel Berry. But again, with so new, so hot off the presses, I don't know how much heat there is to it. But this feels, there's a lot of a Billy Sharp, uh, you know, chat going on it, in the chat. Right. This feels like a Billy Sharp coming off the bench. You could start him. He's going to get you goals. It's just a matter of, you know, can you rely on him for a full season? Probably not. But he is someone that you want on your team and is just has a knack for putting the ball in the back of the net. I, w- I would love to have Kyoto Kyoto. Kyoto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kudoba. Kito. Kito on your team. Whatever. Kudoba. He's a cutie. Kudoba, which is the knockoff Chipotle, which also yeah. started in Colorado, which is yeah. weird, right? You got both of the Chipotle yeah. and Kudoba both started, but they were like, one was a knockoff of the other one. I don't know. It's just weird. Anyway, Colorado. I don't even get your I, best Mexican this, this rumor came out like just about an hour before we got to go. So I, I got to ask about it, but I didn't get any responses or answers. And so I can't tell you. And it could be, you know, fake by now. I, I can't tell you. Right. It's one of those. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, that's one of those things that you have to watch, right? So, but understand that I think you're still going to get a chance to add some guys. Now, you were talking about, hey, you know, what happens? Let's say I really feel like the Galaxy are going to go after two wingers at the designated player spot. I feel like they're going to go after them early um, and that they're both going to be with the team because everybody, you look at those first, you know, eight, nine games, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, you're going you're gonna to need to have something ready to go in order to be. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, down the bottom of the Western Conference already because you, you know, lost, you know, seven of your first nine games, right? Very realistic. I mean, this is no... I think everybody learned this last year. You can no longer wait on the season. You can no longer wait. Yeah. You have to be good. You have to be ready to play when it starts. And I think that Greg Vanny was adamant about that. I think Will Koontz is in, in that similar vein. What I do think you could see for the summer, though, is sort of getting that TAM-level player that comes in and could be like your striker kind of guy that that backs things up if Jovalich doesn't work out. My, my counterpoint to that is um, that you, you did see with the amount of playoff spots and how you know poorly the stretch was that there was still an opportunity to make a run so while i think it is a preference and they do want everyone in i think that there was shown throughout the league that if you could bring in the right pieces you can absolutely make a run late and kind of be dangerous towards the end of the season so i think there's there's a pathway for that also there is i think you have to get better in the summer i think that that's when you get better right like you have to you you don't get to do nothing but you have to do something um Mm -hmm. in that uh by the way uh uh mr provino by the way says barstow started del taco and taco bell so i guess you know i guess the the fake mexican food craze just gets started in in those white neighborhoods and (laughs) And, then rocks taco bell taco bell is also a ripoff of 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 itself so that's one of those there's a whole history behind that too wow wow we got we, we, we could do a whole another <laughs> podcast just on uh, on food I'm sure 
Um, so uh, anyway, so that was the the thing. So those are the rumors that are sort of out there. Now, I know I saw that uh, Hugo Lloris was was linked with LAFC. There is one report that links him with the LA Galaxy right now. I'm considering that a, a, a mistake, a, a, a typo. mistake. Yes, a typo and, and all that fun. So I wouldn't expect that. Um, so those are sort of the ones that I think are out there right now. Uh, by the way, I would put uh, I would put the Solari rumors right up there with four stars with Sosa um, until we hear further, you know, that one has dropped out or one is preferred over the other or whether or not both of those can happen or they both die. Um, bottom line is there's real interest. Not in the those. players, the rumors. Yeah, yeah, the rumors. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we like the players. We don't want anybody to die. Um, but those are the things. So those are real rumors, right? So uh, you have Yamane and and then you have the Solare and you have Sosa, I think. And and those are yeah. your, your three top big rumors. Right. I was going to say Yamane is one we didn't have a discussion on, but it seems like that's uh, that that is m- probably going to be the next name that you see that seems, flashing on the LA Galaxy social media. It has gone super quiet, and that's yeah. probably because it's done. That's what I'm guessing right They're now. They're taking pictures. Yeah, right now, exactly. So this is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was, a, there was. I I had heard that there were advanced talks in that anyway, and so unless things totally fell apart, which is possible, absolutely. I feel like that's might be the first one over the line. Remember transfer window doesn't open until the end of January, I believe. So, um, technically speaking, the window's not open. That doesn't mean you can't sign people. It just means you can't register them with the team. And that's fine because they don't need to be registered with the team until, uh, really, you know, you start having to play games, right? The day before, you know, opening weekend, probably February 23rd. Exactly. So, uh, that type of thing. So, um, so that's where it is. Now, the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we left, was uh, Hercules Gomez got everybody all fired up, which he normally oh, yes. does, and I, <laughs> I, I fully endorse this particular fire up. Uh, Hercules went on uh, on Twitter and said, "What if I were to tell you the general manager of LA Galaxy, Dennis DeClosa, tried to bring in Santi Santi Jimenez on a U22 DP deal and was told by the brass in quotation marks that Santi wasn't good enough." Uh, and he says, don't miss tomorrow's Vamos pod if you're a Galaxy or Mexican national team fan. Uh, they actually saw, uh, I saw a clip of that today, and I don't, I, yeah. I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing. But here's how it played out. Uh, Dennis DeClosa said that the Galaxy were looking at uh, Cabasito Rodriguez for a DP slot from Cruz Azul, and Cruz Azul had been playing at StubHub Center, Dignity Hill Sports Park. Same thing. Um, and so they were sort of looking at that, then possibly looking at it, Rodriguez for that DP slot. And so it was like, okay, cool, maybe they'll do it. Well, then in 2021, MLS initiated the U20 rule and at u22 whenever it opened up dennis DeClosa suggested bringing in uh santi jimenez right and he was like hey you might want to get this kid he's really good right and basically he was told by the uh, by the la galaxy brass um in quotation marks um that santi wasn't good enough right and so there was the whole deal he had, he said he wouldn't divulge who said that right and and yeah, hercules Gomez was wait are you kidding me right the whole yeah, deal he, he, yeah. I believe Hercules's uh, quote was, I just about fell out of my chair. Right. But from from conversations that we've had with Dennis and things that Dennis has shared, uh, people were the way Hercules phrased the question, would you believe? And I was like, having yeah, a conversation with Dennis, I'm like, yes, I could absolutely believe <laughs> that that was the case. Santiago Minutes. I mean, you look at what Dennis was able to accomplish with Feyenoord without you know, wacky MLS rules and without someone, you know, handcuffing him, I think the right. proof is in the pudding that he probably, you know, had an eye for talent and was able to get, you know, the right people in the right situation. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I know DTK sometimes gets thrown under the bus for the sanctions and for things like that. But Rightful, I, I rightfully, I he should. He should be thrown on, but this is probably but 100% it's not for, true. 
But that's more about the rules, not about – I mean, you look at the player that he brought in. You know, What was the reason for that? It was because of the issues with Pavone. Yeah. I don't think you could say Pavone was the problem. Pavone was a great player for the Galaxy. We're trying to sign Pablo Solari, who's you know basically the new Pavone. So I think you know <laughs> DTK is going to come out on top here. He does – he, you're to your point. You're right, rightfully so. There are some things that he, you know, deserves to have his, you know, kind of hand slap for. But I think for anyone who's had conversations with him and heard him talk about his time with the LA Galaxy, I don't think we were surprised by this revelation. Well, also remember the press release basically tried to blame him without naming him in, yeah. in all their stuff as well. So that was found that really interesting as well. Here's the thing. So what happened later? Well, Dennis DeClosa went off to Feyenoord, right? And and we know that he did that. So Dennis said said that whenever he got to Feyenoord, he said, and so we decided to bring Santi over to Feyenoord. Yeah. <laughs> and and by the way, he takes How a did that really, work out? He, he takes a really good dig at at everybody. And it's kind of under his breath almost. If like you hear it, he goes, he goes so we deprived the decided to bring to the air to VC. He goes, you know, a much worse league than Major League Soccer, <laughs> right? Like, you know, so where the talent level isn't as high high basically the whole deal. And so uh they bought him for six million dollars whenever they they bought him so Feyenoord under Dennis DeCloso went out and bought Santi they got him for six million dollars his current value is 50 million dollars on say, transfer market they're gonna get a lot of money for him and for Arsenal and Arsenal next. apparently is interested in him just to remind you where <laughs> all this stuff on dysfunction came from right oh by the way we love to make you feel good we love to make you feel bad it's one of those things this is all part of the whole this thing is, this is this is the LA Galaxy fan experience the, yeah. the least surprising thing ever was that story from Dennis DeCloso and and Hercules Gomez it was sort of like would you believe it when everybody's like yeah of course we would yes like yes we, we would. we've lived it yeah i'm sorry <laughs> no Which, one was shocked yeah. have we have, have we not been saying that i feel like we've been saying <laughs> that right like the whole deal so uh anyway uh, it, it's pretty funny. By the way, uh, they're at, like people's like like guess the executive who said it. Like the whole day. Listen, it does. I'll be honest with you. It didn't matter at the time. Trust me, because there were yeah. plenty of people I'm sure who were ready to jump up and down and said the dentist was wrong. Um, that sort of seems like how it is. Um, I, by the way, I did, we didn't get to prep this at all. Do you have your nameplate? I do. Okay. I do. I anticipated this will be a thing. I know you 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 mentioned that you got your Farai Mutatu I mean, nameplate. This, so I figured it was only fair. Yes. That I bring out my prize possession yes. from one of the sales. I believe I've shared this, but I have my João Pedro. Not, not only João Pedro, 88. 88. The 88, 88 with the last name. So again, something for everybody. These are our holy grails. This is what it's all about. Shout out to I believe it was Thomas who got this for me. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, good friend and listener. And, uh, you know, so again, we whenever you ha- can get the João nameplate with the 88. Yeah. You know, th- these are good times. These are the these are the what we do it for. Chicharitos, Latan, the big no, no, names. No, no, That's no. not that does nothing for us. Give no, me no, give me Farai Matatu, Joao Pedro. Like these are the ones that are going to make us happy. Can anybody reach out to Charlie Rugg and see if he still has his nameplate? And can I have that <laughs> one? Because I want it. That's my that is my that is my my cross to bear right there. But for I'm um the, the number twenty nine uh, nameplate, the player that was never. But almost. Yeah. That's basically that's that's the story and all that. Never. He looked great in the preseason. That's the crazy thing too. What could have been? What could have been? He's the only one on the score sheet. He could have been our Miguel Berry. Rookie of the year. By the way, uh, didn't uh, get too far away from it. But executive producer Herb gave us a thirty-two dollar and ten cent. Wow. Super chat. Certainly appreciate it. It Says, "Hey Josh, Happy New Year! Just stopping by to welcome back the hammer. Any updates on a live show? Yes. You have to wait." I know that's mean, <laughs> but we're working out some things uh, by the hammer, by the way, hammer um, with the nice gear as well. You know? Yeah, Thank I know you very much. Somebody Wait. said they were watching a show from last year about this yeah, time and I you were wearing the, the same one. 
and they were confused. I was going to say, if one, you know, one thing about me, it's uh, unpredictable. You're going to know right. what you're what you're getting from me. But to that point, in, in terms of gear, I did hear we're in rumor talk right now. So uh-huh. I did hear there are some rumors in terms of Galaxy collabs that are coming up Ooh. this season. You know, I, I recently got my LA Galaxy Menace collab jacket that took. That was a whole 365 days that that took some months and some, and I don't blame the LA galaxy. I think when you work with a boutique like that, it's not a big box. They're manufacturing the clothes themselves. They're sewing it themselves. I had someone who share, they got a jacket with one of the arms sewn shut. That's a little bit of an issue when that happens. Again, the jacket was still cool. The the thing behind it, the capsule collection was cool. I don't blame the galaxy for it, but there were just some issues with how that rolled out. I have heard that there are going to be some capsule collections similar to that vein. Maybe not Menace again, but maybe some other brands that they're going to be working for. So keep your eye out. If you liked uh, the Menace collab, the Galaxy is working hard. There are things coming down the pipeline. So start saving those dollars, keeping an eye out for a lot of these collaborations that are coming down the line. DeMonte, by the way, reminds me, and I was going to talk about it. I forgot to even write it in my thing, but there is a rumor that the LA Galaxy will be getting a third kit this year as well again i've also heard rumblings that that's probably going to be something if you like the menace jacket that you might like the third kit as well oh man they just (laughs) listen i'm just going to say like you know it's the end of the tax year um and so you know make sure you plan appropriately for for 2024 and and everything in it I'll be honest. I am. I'm hyped about this season. I, I really feel like there's going to be some good things that could always change. Obviously, this is this is soccer. It's sports. People get injured. People things happen. Things. But it feels like if you if you're around the people, if you're around the front office, if you're talking to the people, there's some real momentum. It feels like moving in the excitement. forward direction. Yeah, genuine and, excitement. Yeah. I, and I think, and I think nobody deserves it more than Galaxy fans at this point, right? I mean, I know uh, five-time MLS Cup champion, one of the one of the uh, one of the or the storied most storied franchise in MLS history has fallen on tough times, right? I mean, you know, I talk about it all the time. Oh, you know, in 2014, I had a chance to go to the White House uh, to see the LA Galaxy whenever they got uh, honored by then President Obama, right? The whole deal, and I was like, ah, they'll go again. It's not a big deal. What was I? What What am I doing? <laughs> Right. So yeah. my, the only goal in my life really is for the LA Galaxy once again to win something so I can go to the White House. So you can go to, fair, fair it's, enough. It's going to be my only shot. Right. So um, we'll see how it goes. But uh, we have some fun things planned. All right. There's some fun things coming up. Uh, and I just want to remind everybody there's fun things coming up. So as soon as we can announce those, we will. Some of it probably has to do with Coachella and that. And then we have some other things as well. So keep your mind open and ready to go when we say go. All right. And uh, certainly I appreciate everybody listening this year. 2023 was great. Um, tough year for the LA galaxy. Really interesting year. I, I don't think I've ever seen a team that good be that bad, which is a new one. Yeah. Cause I've seen some we, really bad teams. Yes. Right? That's the funny thing about this past year. It's we kept waiting for them to figure it out and to not be as bad as they look, because we know they weren't that bad. Right. And then they ended up being that bad. But so. like, but they were good for a second and you were like, that's it. That's what I we see. Knew. It. It's in there. It's there. I we knew it, it the whole there. time. It was there. And it's like, and oh, then it just, yeah. you know, it, right through the fingers. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I got it. I got it. I know I don't got it. Um, so a uh, really fun, interesting year. Very busy year for me, uh, both with podcasts and everything else that's going on. I imagine 2024 is going to be as busy or busier than that. So uh, I'm looking forward to all of it. And I certainly hope everybody has a safe and happy New Year's. Uh, No show on Monday again. Probably a show on Thursday. We'll pick it up. And then uh, I hate to break it to everybody, but we're probably back to two shows a week again because it is now time once again for the LA Galaxy to start playing the soccer ball. That's what I heard. 
We are so back. We, we, we are we're so, so back, back, baby. Um, by the way, $5 <laughs> super chat from Tim says, thank you for a great year, 2023. Josh and everyone that joined you this year. Looking forward to a healthy 2024 for this team. Go G's. Love the show. Thank you, Tim. We love you. Uh, Gary, $5 super chat. Thank you for your tireless work in 2023. Here is to 2024 and many, many more. To everyone, have a, a, a happy year. Be safe and take care. All right. And by the way, Gary, that is, you're awesome because that's your 10th super chat on, well done, on our Gary. live stream. Gary, you are, and you, Tim as well. Everybody, everybody be more like Gary and Tim. That's what I'm going to say. And, and, <laughs> and quite honestly, we need more executive producers, right? So if you want to, you know, uh, aspire to be executive producer Herb, you two can do that. Like, All it takes like is Gary money. with 10. Gary's in the mix. Gary could. Gary very Gary's well always in the chat. Big, big shout out to Gary. Gary, thank you. We appreciate it. Tim, you too. Uh, we appreciate you as well. So uh, that's where we uh, that's where we think. Um, by the way, uh, before we get, do you think P- P- uh, Pooch will stay a little longer than this upcoming season? Or uh, let me be very, very clear to everybody because I've tried to be very, very clear to everybody. Uh, Ricky Pooch will be making close to $3 million this year, I think is what it's going to top out, which is a significant increase from whenever he started, right? So he's making the money that he's probably deserved to be making. He's happy. He likes L.A. I don't see him going anywhere unless he suddenly learns how to play defense and then everybody will want him. Okay. Uh, as long as he continues to not play defense, he will, he will sort of, it's going to be that you get what you get. All right. You get what you get and you don't complain. I will push back. I, I, I've watched other games and other leagues and other teams play. His, his quality is not off. Uh, from Europe. So I would not be shocked to to see him make a move back to Europe. It was kind of interesting what Billy Sharp said in that podcast interview where he was like, why would someone come from Barcelona? <laughs> I think we know that probably wasn't Ricky's choice, but then you see the lifestyle and everything to your point. Ricky does like it here. I think he is going to be here uh, definitely for the length of this season. And then depending on how he plays, Could maybe be. offers do come rolling in. Right. Uh, but, but it just, the way I will pump the brakes. I always say, well, he doesn't play defense. Well, look at all the other things that he does. What does that say about the rest of our team? If he's the guy who we're pointing out flaws and pointing out, I mean, but, but he, he's, but nobody else in Europe wanted them. Nobody else. Nobody. That, not, that nobody is interesting. Even, that is the curious right? thing. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. was there was sort of one of those things where you sat there and they said, oh, he's a party boy and all that stuff. Something that we have not seen at all in Los Angeles where he's yeah. like, he hasn't been dedicated. He hasn't tried. He hasn't. I mean, that kid bled and died for the LA Galaxy on a regular yeah. basis trying to lift the whole team up. So it's not something we saw. So maybe this is uh, maybe it's just a bad reputation that he got for no reason. And now we're seeing that it was unfounded and maybe that'll that'll be more interesting. But I, I'll tell you right now, Ricky Pooch, he wants to be here. Uh, if if God willing, we ever get him on the podcast whenever he wants us to speak <laughs> some English. All right. Which, by the way, he speaks wonderful, beautiful English, better than Eric or I. Yeah, um, so 100%. He, so we absolutely could do it. So, um, you know, it's one of those. We'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. So shout out to Ricky. MVP season incoming loading right now. Here, yeah. Do 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 little beach ball, <laughs> little beach ball. Uh, shout out to Apple. Um, are we doing that now? Shout out to Microsoft. Shout out to Apple. <laughs> I don't know. This thing's going off the road. This is the year end. Yeah. This is this yeah. where you air all your grievances and just start <laughs> shouting everything out. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know anything. Um, all right. I, I think that does it. Eric, anything else from you? No, I think we're good. You know, shout out to the chat for coming in hard today and really kind of, you know, ending the year on a strong note. Shout out to you, Josh, for all your coverage and everything you've done. It's been, uh, you know, an exciting year, even though <laughs> the Galaxy season wasn't fantastic. And I'm very much looking forward to 2024 and kind of seeing where that will go. All the, you know, possible exciting upcoming things, some conferences we have coming up, some, you know, being in Southern California at the digs. I'm excited for that. So very much looking forward to 2024. In the words of Vin Scully, hope springs eternal. You know, we're in that 
that honeymoon stage right now oh, where everything looks very bright ahead of us. It's yeah. the best. It's the best. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, Eric, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on everything at hammer EV nine. That's X or Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I have not been on threads in a very long time, but technically I'm on there. So that's at hammer EV nine hammer EV and the number nine. All right. If you're looking for me on wherever at Jay Guessman, uh, at galaxy podcast, go on over corner of the galaxy.com. Uh, head on over to uh, Facebook or any of those places, all Galaxy Podcasts, Instagram, Galaxy Podcasts, that fun stuff. You can find us right there. All right. I think that about does it for us tonight. The LA Galaxy getting ready to kick off their 2024 after this uh, this this new year comes upon us. Everybody have a safe, happy holiday. We'll be back next Thursday to get you caught up with all the stuff we missed in between. Everybody, happy new year. Uh, enjoy yourself. Be safe. We can't wait to see you again in 2024. For Eric. Portuguese Hammer Vieira. I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. And we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.